I don't like to be told no, and I don't like to tell myself no. So if I can figure out how to get what I'm what I'm looking for, of course, first being balanced because I can go looking for things that don't serve me or don't serve anyone else. So you know, first base is you know that self love piece, that self awareness piece, um, and then having access to share what I have inside, which are you know my innate gifts and. Um, and, and all that jazz. So that helps me thrive, having access. And if there is no access, what helps me thrive is coming together with people that want to create that. So like, what can we do? How, do, how can we make this accessible for, for us? Um, what's missing? You know, what needs to be, what do we need to release? Something that you said earlier is, you know, what are people willing to give up? And I think that's a huge question. The Grow Dialogue podcast is a liberation project that explores equity, inclusion, belonging, conflict resolution, and culture in the workplace and beyond, including in our personal relationships, families, and communities. Each week, Dr. Sunjata Sunjata and I will bring you insightful guest interviews and artistic expressions curated to amplify emerging voices who are sharing practices that support society's transition to a more collaborative, just, sustainable, and liberating coexistence. We live during a time when divisiveness and polarization dominate the social, economic, and political discourse. In response to this reality and empowered with the skills of authentic dialogue and systems thinking, Dr. Sunjata Sunjata created an anti-oppression framework for social sustainability called Theory of Indivisibility to help illuminate a different path forward. Our hope is that these conversations and calls to action will ignite tolerance and empathy and provide guidance for our global listeners who want to actively engage in ending all forms of oppression while creating thriving relationships in the workplace and beyond. I'm Mariella Marie. Let's grow dialogue. that you keep mentioning authentic dialogue so I would love to just shine a light as well on, on why you choose to let authentic dialogue um, guide your conversations in these spaces yeah absolutely and it's a part of one of the elements of my theory of indivisibility as well and you know more lately I've also been including um, nonviolent communication and in, in that conversation as well in terms of the communication framework uh, that supports tools of indivisibility systems so, um, you know, authentic dialogue, you know, characteristics of that are listening to learn, seeking common ground, broadening perspectives, uh, creating mutual understanding, trust, and co-creating solutions. So both of those communication frameworks, neither of which I created, I've just learned them. Authentic dialogue and nonviolent communication, uh, I believe they're solutions. Uh, and they are necessary skills for all of us to learn who are interested in, you know, being a part of this shift and this transition towards more a more equitable and you know safer and, and thriving you know relationships at every level. And to contrast that, to help help it really land for folks, is that our current and our, the most dominant communication framework that exists and our society, including in corporate spaces and our families, et cetera, is debate. And debate characteristics of debate are competition. Uh, the goal is winning, not learning. Insults, us versus them language, 
blame and shame. We literally see our politicians on the who are supposed to be the leaders of our various countries and, and cities and states and municipalities, etc., literally using insults and blame and shame and you know that type of language, that type of energy in order to gain power and to lead us. That's the example they're setting. And so there's no wonder that that communication framework dominates society. Uh, but again, there's an alternative for those of us who want to, you know, start putting different, you know, systems into motion. And it's alternate dialogue and nonviolent communication. Yes, I love that. So speaking of putting new systems into motion, I know that earlier you spoke to how our current social system reinforces can reinforce someone's identity should we choose to let that right so someone in the corporate space has learned how to play the game and that and they hold this definition of success to their identity um so i want to talk a little bit about identity to wrap up this conversation here um you know there's a lot in a name and so specifically i want to know why you chose to name this podcast and this work grow dialogue um, and then I know that we can also shine some light on, you know, you personally on a personal level, um, t- speaking to your identity and your journey uh, in this space, how you have named yourself Dr. Sunjata Sunjata. So I would love for you to, to tackle those two, you know, identity uh, discovery, let's say, you know, why you decided to name this podcast Grow Dialogue and why you decided to name yourself Dr. Sunjata Sunjata. Awesome. Great questions. Um, So I'll start with the podcast. I decided to name the podcast and the company uh, behind all of our work, Grow Dialogue, because I've come to the understanding that thoughts are things. And literally everything that exists in our world was spoken first. Everything. Everything was spoken first. Like in order for anything that we create to exist, it's spoken. So because I believe so strongly that authentic dialogue is a communication framework that can lead us into, again, healthier, sustainable, psychologically safe, et cetera, thriving relationships at every level, I believe if we grow dialogue and grow in our capacity to have dialogue with one another, with ourselves and with each other, then that will be the catalyst for all of the sustainable change that we're looking to make. So that's why the company is named Grow Dialogue. That's why this podcast is named Grow Dialogue because that communication and how we communicate with one another is the foundation from which we build everything we wanna build together. And the reason why my name is Sunjata Sunjata is because my previous name, my given name, is born out of the pressures of white supremacy. Um, It's born out of the legacy of the enslavement of my ancestors. So my last name, my given last name, because I'm someone of African African descent, my distant ancestor who was brought over here from Africa um, 
and enslaved and brought over here from Africa, their language, their culture, and their name was taken from them. And they were given the name of a plantation owner. And that name was passed down. And I decided that I no longer wanted to carry that name forward. So that was the genesis of me deciding to change my name. You know, just like in my mind, it was about agency. You know, just like someone made a choice for my distant my distant ancestor. Someone made a choice for my distant, distant ancestor. I decided in the present day that I can make a choice for myself. And if my children and their children want to take that on, that's their choice. I'm not even forcing it on them because they have agency as well. All I can do is tell them why I made the choice. I made a choice to reject the choice that that enslaver made for my distant ancestor and reclaim agency for myself and in generations going forward to say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the name of an enslaver. I'm Sunjata Sunjata. And my first name, you know, that was the genesis of changing my last name. And then my first name um, was a European name. And again, my father named me that because of the pressures of our society, our society and wanting to fit in. And again, I reject that pressure. I reject the need to bow down to that energy. And I said, nah, I'm reclaiming. I'm taking that too. Cause initially I was just gonna change my last name. But again, the more I thought about it and I understood this history as I was learning, as I was doing the Race Haven podcast and learning the history and going deep, deep, deep. It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm reclaiming all that. I'm making a choice. I'm making a decision. I have agency. My name is Sunjata Sunjata because I said so. I love that. Yes. Oh, so inspiring. Also, my name is Mandinka. Okay. Sunjata means sun lion. Sunjata, Sun means sun. Jata means lion in Mandinka. So I chose to take the Mandinka spelling and then pronunciation and make that my first and my last name, Sunjata Sunjata. Um, because, you know, Mandink, the Mandinka people are an indigenous tribe to Africa. And that's where my ancestors are from. I don't know, unfortunately, if I'm Mandinka. Um, I actually recently just did a DNA test from African ancestry. So I'll soon, you know, have some, some, some insight into that. But I just chose that name prior to doing the test. Can you tell us a little bit about the doctor part? Because I know that that was a, your own initiative to continue your studies that way. And I know that you use it interchangeably in different spaces. And I do as well. So, you know, what what led you to get that doctorate? In terms of getting my doctorate degree, that decision was made in the earlier stages of my evolution to who I am today. Um, I would say probably if it was if I had the mindset that I have now, I wouldn't have gotten it. Um, but it was still, I was still kind of, um, I was teaching in elementary schools at the time and public schools. And it was also a goal that I had as a child uh, because it was just like, I was, I was always really ambitious and it was a way to climb a ladder and, and be the best at something and, and check a box that said I was success, successful um, and I was smart or whatever. And no one in my family had ever done it. So that's why I wanted to do it. And um, I did it. 
And also I knew that when I was teaching in public schools, I was also motivated by the fact that doctor, people with doctors made more money. So, but I was long gone from teaching in public schools and I had made the shift when I finished it, but I started it because it took me seven years. So when I started it, I was still teaching. By the time I finished, I was long gone. I was already into unschooling and everything, but I did, I, I wanted to finish because I started. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for that transparency. I want to just uh, reiterate because I know we got we might get some folks asking, do you regret it? Because you said now if you would have if you would have had the same mentality as you do now, then maybe you would not have gotten it. But so I want to clarify that. Do you regret it or are you still good with it? So um, yes and no. I regret the debt that came with it. Um, however, that's where I learned about authentic dialogue and systems thinking. So being exposed to those two things, which yeah, I could have learned on my own or I could have come across it outside of that. But for my journey, that's where I came across those two things, uh, those two concepts. And those two concepts are very meaningful to everything that I do today. So yes and no. Great, I love that. Always finding your balance there. Yes and no, you found the middle way. You found out, you know, how to get the fruit that you needed. We often speak about breaking generational curses, especially with the work we're doing with the fam uh, co-creating a thriving family culture. Um, and, you know, I think we definitely need to unpack this when we get into those episodes, because I'm sure that, you know, lots of folks will, will want to hear more about your journey there. And just, you know, whoever we bring on to, to the podcast, I'm sure they would also have some, some nice insight. But I want to ask a final question for folks who are listening now. Do you have any advice for them uh, if they are on this journey to reshaping their own identity um, in order to, you know, gain personal sovereignty and authenticity as you did with your name and, and you know, naming yourself and coming into this work? Um, so do you have any advice for them? And also, if you could throw out some some uh, some tips, you know, how can they thrive in this journey? What challenges can they expect and, and just how to overcome those challenges as they are trying to, you know, reshape their own identity? Yeah. Um, so what I could say is, you know, trust your intuition, you know, trust, learn to trust your inner, your, your inner voice and your intuition. Um, you know, we talk about the five senses often. We're taught about the five senses growing up but we're not taught about that sixth sense, that intuition. And our intuition is very valid. It's real, you know? Um, so then it's a matter of like, what do you need to do to get in touch with your intuition? What practices will help you get in touch with your intuition? Um, I remember, you know, I know it's kind of cliche now because everyone's talking about meditation and, you know, it's kind of another place that's being colonized in some ways, but, I used to think that I wasn't good at meditation, so I stopped when I tried initially some years ago. But then I picked it back up and it's been an important part of my journey. And I've learned to I've learned how to, you know, meditate in a way that um, honors the fact that my brain is gonna be thinking about random things while I'm trying to meditate. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm failing at it. So I've learned how to have grace with myself there. And then that practice of having of having grace with myself there, um, I think it's helped me tap into my intuition but also help me to practice having grace with myself because I can't have grace with others if I can't have grace with myself. It's like one of the, the, the biggest keys to the journey 
that I've been on is realizing that anything that I desire to be in the world, I have to be that for myself first. And I think that that's the, the greatest gift is like self-love, um, you know, figuring out how to love myself, accept myself. Um, you know, that's 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 when things opened up for me. Um, and I'm sure we'll do an episode. I can go really deep on that because um, it I'm going to be real with you all just briefly is that it, it actually cost me my family loving myself and trusting myself um, and, and who I am and how I identify um, so it, it's going to be hard in a lot of ways. I don't know how it's going to impact you. Um, and when I say my family, it, it caused a divorce. That's what I meant. Um, and it caused a lot of misunderstanding. Um, you know, when I, when I came out as who I truly am and ultimately though, I had to choose me. Um, if I was going to do this work, if I was going to be able to be authentic in the world and do the work that I do and feel really good every day I wake up, um, so yeah, it's going to be challenging because we're forced to wear, wear a mask to fit in. Uh, but once we start, once I chose to take off that mask, and I assume this will probably be the experience for a lot of people, when they choose to take off the mask, you're going to get a, I'm speak, I like speaking for myself. I got a lot of pushback, you know, from family, from friends, a lot of misunderstanding. And I just sought community with other understanding people, other people who are on a similar journey and I was able to get through it. And I'll share with you that on the other side of that came respect. A lot of those same friends and family who pushed back, didn't understand, criticized, judged, they respect me at a different level today um, because I, I stayed true to who I am. I stuck to my guns, didn't didn't go hide under a rock, stood, spoke loud and proud, accepted me, loved me. And um, today, you know, things are much better than they were when I initially took that step in the ways that I had to take it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I think, I think um, I share some tips in that too, in terms of getting a community of other like-hearted, like-minded people who are on a similar journey. Um, and then just having grace with yourself all along the way. Absolutely. And my, my hope is that folks who are listening to this podcast can tap into that part of themselves a little more with these conversations that we'll be exposing and you know with our calls to action that we'll be inviting them into so because it is you know it is new territory it's unfamiliar for a lot of us based on the systems that we were raised in and that we you know uh continue to uh, you know practice to a certain extent so i'm i'm really grateful for the work that you're doing um, for your friendship, for, you know, your voice. And also thank you for the tips as well, because I know that folks, um, who might be, you know, walking that path <laughs> might definitely get some pushback from their community or from, you know, their family. So it's nice to see you after, you know, having gone through that to see that, you know, we can still exist and we can actually come out, you know, more colorful, more vibrant and, you know, exchanging dialogue authentic dialogue in a way that will benefit benefit us so and everyone really not just us right so yeah yeah and i and i didn't say it i want to say it i i I came out as polyamorous all right so um you know i have again it it speaks to something i said very early on is that i noticed i have this this large capacity to love um and it didn't fit within the boundaries of a monogamous marriage um so that's what i came out as that caused that you know that transition um and again, I, I can't wait till we do shows on that topic in terms of, you know, love and, and, and authenticity in those ways that, you know, are outside of the box and convention. 
Um, but you know, we'll get there. So I won't, I won't tease any, you've got a little tease, but I won't go much deeper. If you're enjoying this conversation, we invite you to join our Grow Dialogue community. By joining our intentional online community, you'll be able to activate authentic dialogue around some of the chewy topics we explore in the podcast. You'll also be able to receive exclusive content, discounts, and special offers on curated artwork and music from independent artists from the Americas. You can also support us on Patreon to help keep this labor of love going. Check out our exclusive merchandise made by independent artists and musicians. If you like our featured podcast art by Argentine visual artist and educator Guadalupe Arriegue, you can access her digital downloads or purchase limited edition prints with the link in our show notes or by going to www.growdialogue.com. And now back to the show. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. I love it. I love it. I know that uh, you're, you're going to share a lot more, but we are wrapping up right now with this interview. Um, and I know you have a couple questions for me. Indeed, indeed. Our listeners definitely, you know, they know a lot about me now. <laughs> We've covered a lot of ground in terms of who I am, which I'm really excited that that's the foundation uh, for the show is that they get to know a lot about me and they get to know a lot about you as well, Mariella, in addition to, like you said, this, but also the other elements of the podcast that are going to be rolling out. So with that being said, let's start with what's the day in a life like for Mariella Marie? I love that. I love that. So a day in the life is, um, so I... I vibe with what you said earlier on, you know, building a practice that will just keep us connected with our authenticity. And so I try to start my days off um, reminding myself of, of that, um, of my natural ability to create and express, of my passion and desire to create safe spaces where people can also express and share and collaborate. So again, this is like when when you and I met, I was like, ooh, you are definitely, you know, a gem on my path that I I feel like I, I called you also into my path just from being aware of, you know, life is short and it's great to be alive at this time. And what can I, how can I channel my energies um, and my gifts um, through things like contemplation? Contemplation is, a regular practice in in my life um it's a lost art it definitely also i feel that it goes it's it's that loophole out of the system of you know there's no time to contemplate don't think for yourself don't don't stand and you know look at the sky because you got an email to send you know it's like actually contemplation is what i need in this moment <laughs> and even when i feel like oh i don't want to i don't want to get into solitude because maybe i don't you know solitude it can be um, intense right just being with yourself uh and and tapping into you know my 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 ability to love myself um i would say you know that's another you know part of of a day in the life is i find ways to uh stimulate my uh let's say my 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 ability to receive and manifest visions through writing through you know love practices, figuring out how to 
balance that intellectual stimulation with the the corporal right so mind body connection also seeing my my connection with nature i'm currently living in the mountains here in patagonia and so you know this natural system that you keep referencing i've decided to be here in this space to continue to observe and to continue to connect um with my with my self-expression and how that you know manifests in nature awesome so rich thank you for sharing that so the next question or questions are what helps you thrive in the world what are your biggest pleasures and what are you most passionate about what helps me thrive in the world accessibility helps me thrive in the world um and that we can take that several ways right but i i I don't like to be told no, and I don't like to tell myself no. So if I can figure out how to get what I'm what I'm looking for, of course, first being balanced because I can go looking for things that don't serve me or don't serve anyone else. So you know, first base is you know that self love piece, that self awareness piece, um, and then having access to share what I have inside, which are you know my innate gifts and. Um, and, and all that jazz. So that helps me thrive, having access. And if there is no access, what helps me thrive is coming together with people that want to create that. So like, what can we do? How, do, how can we make this accessible for, for us? Um, what's missing? You know, what needs to be, what do we need to release? Something that you said earlier is, you know, what are people willing to give up? And I think that's a huge question. What are we willing to give up? And so what am I willing to give up? Okay, how can I practice what I preach in this in this sense, right? So. Um, what helps me thrive in the world is practicing what I preach and seeing others practice what they preach um, in this, you know, collaborative space and this creative space. Um, and, and that just, you know, that that um, visibility, it lets me know that I'm in good company and that I'm supported. So I see that in you. I see that in, you know, our listeners that are looking for this uh, alternative route as well. And that helps me thrive. That keeps me alive. My biggest pleasures are tapping into that. Cool. Once we have that, once it's accessible, you know, something like music or dance or, you know, any way that I can tap into my my creative vibe, um, that gives me pleasure and, and intentionally setting time to do those things because otherwise, you know, it has happened several times in my life where I have not allowed that to come out and I and it just does it does my body bad. Like I don't I don't feel good. I can't continue on and that doesn't help me thrive. So it's again that it's not linear. It's like you know, it's all connected, as you were saying, the cycle of of what I need to thrive and then what gives me pleasure. It's all connected. Um, and I'm most passionate about, you know, sharing that with people, like letting them know that, you know, um, it, it, we need to, it, it is a necessity at this point to make sure that human dignity is, you know, in, in on the front line that no one is is under anyone, that we all have uh, the right. And I expect people to, to speak their truth and with grace, as you were saying before, with, um, you know, active listening, authentic dialogue, all the things that, that you were saying before in this, in this conversation, 
Um, you know, I'm passionate about that because I know that that just, you know, opens up a well of all different kinds of things, right? And it, and it, it gets us out of this linear thinking and this left brain thinking, which we need, but we, we need to build the bridge with right brain, left brain, body, mind, um, you know, subtle bodies, subtle energies, our communities. And so I'm passionate about making that, you know, connecting that bridge, um, left brain, right brain, linear, non-linear, you know, um, just to show that, you know, I, I walked that road as well, where I, you know, I went to school, um, I went to university, I got these degrees, I got these scholarships, I got, I played the game and it's now it's like, okay, I want to take that, crumble it up, cut a hole in there, put some paint there, open it up and see now, now this is this is the degree <laughs> not you know not some words on a page that you know i went in debt for as well it's like actually this is what i want um this is what i can show is what i'm passionate about and so you might see works like these behind us here i'm passionate about uplifting other folks voices and especially artists um, around the world this is an artist from argentina her name is guadalupe um, she does these beautiful photo collages and you know she's just a brilliant thinker and so i try to incorporate other brilliant minds um, in the work that I do. It's a passion that I have, and clearly that's why we're connected as well. And when I say brilliant, I mean, you know, brilliant minds, in my opinion, means um, people who are unapologetically themselves with compassion and looking through the lens of curiosity and respect. So, yeah, a lot, that's a big response to that small question. <laughs> it was rich. I love it. I love it. Um, so, and I'm glad you brought the element of the art into, um, you know, to our, our listeners and, and those who are watching into their awareness. Because one of the things I'm so excited about, you know, having you join me on this project is that those are the type of elements that you're bringing that we're going to be more than just a a listen, you know, to to listen to people talk to podcasts. We're bringing artistic elements. We're bringing poetic elements. We're bringing call to actions. We're bringing opportunities for our listeners to engage and actually create with us. So I'm so excited about that. And you're you're at the head of organizing, you know, these various communal interventions for each of the themes that we're going to unpack. So, you know, you call it like the poetic one, you call it a poetic call to action. So what does that mean? And how can our listeners participate? I love that. Well, I won't spill so many of the beans now because I want it to be a little, I want there to be an element of surprise, but um, I can give you a peek behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this work is not made for one person to do alone. And it is, right? So it's like, oh, the, the dichotomy there is real. Um, how do we do that? I believe that this work is individual, communal in the sense that um, if I ask for us to think in a different way or to reflect on something that maybe has been, um, you know, chewed on in, in some of these interviews, I don't want it to just stop where we're listening. I want it to, you know, move through us. And that already is poetic. Um, how does the conversation move through us? What can we do after it moves through us or while it's moving through us in order to um, put some of these things that we're interested in into practice so that the flow continues, the water is not stagnant and doesn't just stop from listening um, to a conversation, which, you know, not shaming any, I mean, it's great to listen. Active listening is great. Podcasts are brilliant. I think it's one of the, it's one of the um, 
connecting points of, of our current society that's just going to help bring a lot of awareness. So I love the, the podcast format. But again, going back to that first question, you said, you know, what helps me thrive? It's when when I can propose something that it might be a little provocative and provocative in the sense that we might have to ask what we're willing to give up, what habits we're willing to readjust. Are we willing to look at ourselves in the in this way or not. So it might, you know, might pull some, some, uh, pull some heartstrings. Um, but then what do we do in the community with what has just been, you know, readjusted within us? So again, building that bridge between the personal work and, and the communal work that this work is called to do, you know, we can change within ourselves. We can't expect change to happen if we just say, Hey, you know, they should be doing this or well, we can't expect so much change to happen if we just sit in a cave and do the change ourselves. Of course, that can, you know, you will experience a lot of change if you go to a cave and meditate for years. But, you know, we are social beings, we're animals. And so for me, it doesn't stop there with just, you know, working um, on that self-awareness piece. So the work that I'm going to or the poetic calls to action that I'm going to be proposing throughout the season have to do with some individual individual work. Um, that will, you know, ask us to question um, certain ways that maybe we've been colonized, certain ways that we put certain uh, things into practice that don't necessarily serve us in our community. And then it will also ask us to, you know, put our hands in it and to create something and to speak about it. As you said before, you know, the spoken word is is an art form. And so I want our listeners to engage in that spoken word art form. I love it. I love it. Thank you. All right. So to close things out, let's go a little bit deeper into like your, 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 who you are and your place in terms of, um, I'm going to assume that most of our listeners at this point, hopefully that'll change soon, are going to be based in North America. And I know you were born in North America, but you've been living in South America for some time now. So can you tell us you know, what moved you from California to Argentina and how being an expat has shaped your life and your work? Ooh, I feel like that needs a whole, that, that needs a whole hour or two or maybe even three to unpack. <laughs> well, I'll do the best that I can. Um, I appreciate this question because the current climate of, of humanity and of our social systems is uh, bringing this potential lifestyle to a lot of folks who currently live in North America and specifically in the in the United States. Do I want to be here? If I don't, where do I go? What do I do? You know, how do how do I continue to explore who I am outside of, you know, this these structures that have allowed me to be comfortable and that have either helped me thrive or not? Um, I definitely encourage people to travel the world and do it, you know, with a, as low footprint as you can. That's another conversation. Um, but what got me to Argentina, so I currently live in Patagonia, the original lands of the Mapuche people. Um, I'm originally from Los Angeles. I was born in Los Angeles, California, and I moved between California and Georgia, also Texas for a little bit. But really what opened up the opportunity for me to start to live more full time out of the country was when I I got a scholarship to study that paid for five years of my undergrad. Not not every penny. I'm still in debt. 
unfortunately. And we're waiting to get those. <laughs> we're waiting to get that debt removed. Everyone in the United States is ready to get that student student loan debt removed, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a scholarship that helped, uh, you know, look that helped cover my undergraduate um, career. And I finished my studies in four years. On the fifth year, I was like, all right, I'm done studying, but I got this extra cash. What do I do with this? And I decided to walk into the study abroad office and say, I'm interested in, you know, going to a Spanish speaking country since I was already learning a little bit of Spanish. Um, so I did some research and that was my gateway into discovering the, compl the complex beauty of this country um, that, you know, I'll be celebrating several years this year. I, I don't want to give a number because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's too much information. We can we can we can chat offline if you're interested in knowing a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's been several years since I've decided to be here, and it's it's been a place that has really uh, fueled my my creative passion, and that has helped me thrive. So back to your first question, you know, what helps me thrive? What's my what are some of my big, biggest pleasures? Um, because of the history of this country. You know, there was a dictator about 40 years ago. Um, the economy that, you know, th that that the world finds themselves in, but specifically Argentina, you know, there was a moment where everything collapsed in 2001. Literally anything you were saving in the banks didn't exist anymore. Um, the banks closed. The president, there were like five presidents in a week. And the last one flew off in a helicopter. So like the like shit was going down in this country and people, I, in my opinion, those big events, you know, the dictatorship and then this this uh, collapse of the economy really fueled a creative life in this country that I have been able to tap into. So something that I really love is that, you know, I would be on the subway and there might be a lawyer uh, in front of me who is like changing to go do theater at night. So like you often find these, you know, folks who have these dual, dual lives, you know, one foot in the system, one foot out, because in my opinion, you never know when the banks are going to close until you can't get your money anymore. You know, you, 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 you can't, um, continue to suppress the people that went through a dictatorship really recently. They don't want to go through that again. So there's this like, you know, life is happening now kind of feeling here um, and support also that I've been able to receive from folks, you know, a, a big international community um, in Buenos Aires. You know, I, I would be at a table with people from Ireland, Canada, South Africa, down the street in LA and never met them in LA, but I met them in, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. So I, I had this, like, there's a ser serendipity as well that brought me here. Um, and so the work that I'm continuing to do, I'm working with an alternative education space here. Um, I'm working on conservation. Um, I will soon be opening an artist residency and retreat center here just to, you know, again, build that bridge, show folks that, you know, they can, they can do different things outside of their, outside of the norm. Let's say if they're living in the States and they want to come to Patagonia um, to just get a different vision uh, of the world and a different perspective, you know, I'm here to, to shine that light <laughs> and visit. say, come on, come on down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, with that said, you know, as I said, this artist behind us, um, is one of the artists that I've been blessed to meet here. Um, I'll be sharing more of her work um, throughout the podcast. And um, I will also be working on translating all of our episodes into Spanish for accessibility because, you know, I'm living here in South America. 
And I want to be able to share what we're talking about and, you know, the, the calls to action that we're going to be proposing in this language. So, you know, that that is important for me as an expat. You know, I've been able to reflect on uh from a distance, obviously, because I'm not in the States, but I see all the things going on in the States through, you know, my square computer or you know, my phone. And, and it's been very challenging um, and also, you know, in, invigorating. Like there's something that has been ignited or reignited within me from from this distance um, where I'm able to figure out, OK, how do I how do I want to be the change that, that I want to be? And then how can I also continue to participate in the change that I'm expecting and that I'm hoping to see in the world and specifically in the States since that is, you know, since I'm almost near Antarctica and I see how what we do in the States affects the world, right? So in in my opinion, as you said before, you know, we live in this world, you know, our time is finite. Um, and to, to kind of draw these boundaries as if that is like, you know, also finite, it's like, no, we, we exist in all kinds of spaces. And so, you know, my work is to just, you know, help us to remember that and, and try to collaborate, um, with love. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I think, I mean, is there a better place to stop than with love? <laughs> Let's, I think that's a great place to stop. So thank you, Mariella. Thank you for partnering with me on this venture to bring our thoughts and our creativity to the world in an effort, uh, in an effort to you know, create this liberation project as folks see on their screen, uh, as well as to ignite tolerance and empathy uh, through the conversations and through all the artistic displays and everything that we're going to be giving folks. So I've enjoyed this conversation, this kickoff to what folks can expect. How about you? Yes, I'm going to re-listen. I'm going to edit this. I'm going to put some music behind it. And I hope that folks who are re-listening, um, you know, can share feedback. Uh, what, what do you want to hear? Um, I love feedback. That helps me grow. So let me know, you know, what, what you all liked in this session. And uh, I will work to curate you know, the next sessions uh, so that it can be more accessible for you. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Dialogue podcast. Remember to join our Grow Dialogue community to continue the conversation, activate authentic dialogue, and to get exclusive content, discounts, and special offers on curated artwork and music from independent artists from the Americas. Check out our show notes for more info and visit www.growdialogue.com to join our live events. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. We really appreciate your support.